Welcome to Chapter 4 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Cletus Earl, CIO at St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. In this segment, Earl talks about how he's pushing technology into the community to improve care coordination, the pitfalls and benefits of being a small organization, and why he's such an ardent supporter of meaningful use. If you were part of, a, like you said, a larger organization, there, that also means more red tape and, you know, something like that. To have th- that quick a turnaround probably doesn't happen. So that's, that's a really you know, uh, interesting perspective. It is. There's another technology that we use. Uh, we, we put in place an actual kiosk that does uh, BMI, weight, blood pressure, uh, height, you know, all of these things, and as, well, as well as uh, tying it into teleradiology. So it's a kiosk that we're able to have patients as well as our, our, our employees use for employee health. So, you know, we understand that we need to help the patients, but it also starts within. So we're monitoring our patients. We're monitoring our employees. And we hope to have, you know, this, this solution uh, be able to ramp up into an actual telemedicine solution once, you know, our care coordinators get involved um, and pushing these, this technology in the community. We envision them going in malls. Some other facilities have done this as well and putting them in our pharmacies so that people can actually start to use these devices so that, um, and, the, and the result of finding out that they are, uh, you know, hypertensive or whatever, taking the next step and having the technology help them, guide them to a care coordination team member and doing the telemedicine so that they can help guide them in their care. So we have those devices here in our hospital. We're going to be pushing them out through the community and it's, it's very exciting piece of using technology with all of the various clinical uh, 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 coordination that we have going on in the area. Yeah, definitely, and especially since you talked about having some rural population too. So anytime you can uh, use uh, telemedicine technologies, that's, uh, that's, that's a big plus for uh, outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it uh, sounds like, you know, obviously you guys have a lot of uh, really great things going on. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the, your background. You said you've been at St. Luke's about two and a half, three years? Three years. Um, three I've been years. here for three years. I came from um, the New York City side. Uh, they recruited me up about three years ago. Uh, I was at a facility. We was at Wyckoff and BQHC. It ended up buying two other hospitals from St. Vincent's, St. John's, Mary Macklet. Uh We ended up purchasing them and... Uh, closing them down, unfortunately. So uh, we, we did that, and uh, soon thereafter, I came up to uh, St. Louis Cornwall. Okay. So that was, um, I'm sure, a, a transition going from a pretty pretty large organization to a smaller to medium size. And is that something that uh, going in uh, you wanted to do, or what were your feelings about that? Um, it, it was... Uh, it was a change, and the thing is, um, obviously, there's different cultures you have to deal with as well, but what happens here, again, and I think I've, I've kind of indicated some of the benefits of having a, a smaller institution, you're able to actually pull off the gloves and, and do a lot of great things without going through, you know, jumping through hoops, and from that perspective, it's been very good, um, I have to say, but there's, there's differences because, you know, scale and scope. Is also a challenge when you when you're dealing with a smaller organization. You know, budget budget uh, you know challenges can be the case. Uh, you know, when I first got here, just like 
every other hospital in the country, we had a significant uh, challenge when it came to volume. Uh, nationally, the patient volume was down uh, throughout, and it, it, it obviously impacts the bottom line. But ironically, in the last um, year, uh, we've seen an extremely positive uh, you know, increase in, in our patient volume, and as a result, you know, things have been looking not that bad, not too gloomy. So uh, what it boils down to is you never know because you see what's going on, you know, in other parts of New York State, particularly, you know, in the city. Uh, there's hospitals closing all over the place, and you just never know. A lot of it has to do with your how well you're able to turn around, uh, you know, with your patients, patient satisfaction. Uh, we do a really good job up here. Again, size may, may matter because we, you know, we're, you know, with, with HR, HCAP scores, you focus on that, you're able to have more of a community feel. So those are some of the uh, many benefits that you get that you may not be able to completely get your hand around in the larger facilities. Yeah, and, and I can imagine, though, that that experience, that you benefit from that, from, you know, being part of a, of a bigger system and just being able to, you know, apply some of the things you learned uh, on a different scale. Absolutely. Yes, you're right. Okay. So I guess the uh, last question I wanted to ask is uh, kind of a big one, but just wanted to get you know, your overall thoughts on the meaningful use and, and where the industry is going. And I've heard some people say that, they believe we're on the right path, but it's not a very uh, easy path or a clear path. But just wanted to, to get um, your take on uh, where things are going. Yeah, my take is a little different than, you know, you may hear from some of my colleagues. I actually appreciate what Meaningful Use has been able to do. Because without Meaningful Use, we would not be in this position we are when we're talking about clinical integration. Um, it, has, it has pushed us push the industry as a whole to be integrated. And um, as an example, you know, one of the pieces for Meaningful Use Stage 2 is having, you know, a data repository. Without that data repository, it would force the EMR vendor to provide us access to that data that sits outside of the EMR system. And we would not be able to do the data analytics that way because uh, it's a challenge trying to work with vendors to get, you know, uh, bi-directional information, um, getting information out more and getting information back into the system. So this has forced the hands of the vendors to say, you know what, you have to be able to ingest information as well as you know, um, extract it. So meaningful use, without meaningful use, we wouldn't be there. Uh, you know, the vendors would have taken their time, hospitals and providers would have taken their time as they have for the last hundred or so years. Mm -hmm. um, so from that perspective, um, I don't see it as much as doom and gloom. Is it difficult? Is it a challenge? Absolutely. Is it one of the hardest things you do? Absolutely. Is it insurmountable? Absolutely not. Five years, six years ago, when we started to talk about meaningful use, uh, you had the opponents, you know, many of the opponents, you know, stating how, this is meaningful use one of regarding, how can it be done? It's not possible. It's, this is ridiculous. There's, there's, it just can't happen. <laughs> now, five years later, not only that we've done meaningful use one and did it with no problem, meaningful use two, we've achieved it. 
and the, the problem is, you know, I'm okay with pushing the envelope. I'm okay with challenging people and, and industries to do things that they're not comfortable with because that is how I see the only thing, only way things actually get done. You have to be careful. You have to make sure it's not as disruptive. But when things are all said and done, I believe in, um, you know, optimization and, and progress. And I believe that, you know, with this, these kind of tools, it's going to change things. It's going to make things better. Patient portal is an example. For for years, for years, countless years, there's the, the challenge behind the patient portal is that doctors and hospitals, they believe that that record belongs to them. But mm-hmm. yet they have not felt, they don't feel that the record belongs to the patient. By doing right. the patient portal, that has changed that. that. That's changing the mindset and saying that it's now going to allow the consumer to have an active role in their care. I, I saw a conference with Geisinger, uh, and they, they basically had a over 92% um, adoption rate in the patient portal. And one of the reasons why was the fact that they were able to allow their patients to help in, in, in their care and managing their care and, you know, doing uh, diagnosis. That's the key. You know, I think we, we, we don't give patients enough credit, um, but once you do, you will have success. That's where, again, I, I differ. Um, we, we went with our patient portal. One of the biggest things here, people thought it would not be accept- acceptable at all. We, in the matter of we're, we're a month in, or a little over a month in for meaningful use, we've not only hit our 5% threshold, we've quadrupled it. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. feature. We, we give people opportunity, people will take it because they want to have information. This is the new norm, and this is the example which you're seeing with social media and the Internet. People are used to getting access to information. What they do with it is a different scenario, and that's what can be scary, and I understand that, and the trepidation associated, but it's changing the way we think about an industry. And once we've done that, meaningful use has helped us get there. And, you know, there's things like ICD-10, which is the big, you know, issue coming down the pike, or we have what's the I-STOP, um, all of our, in New York State, um, as of March 27th, no narcotics, no, no medications, all medications have to be e-prescribed. Um, huge, a huge undertaking, you know, for yeah. people, that, you know, that what they need to do. We're one of the only states to do this. It's amazing because later on, once this is done, it's going to mean better adoption, better consistency, and we're going to be able to measure, you know, medication reconciliation. We're going to be able to measure medication, you know, adherence. These are the things that, you know, are a part of medication adherence. These are the things that are going to help us take care of our patients better and work on better outcomes. I like hearing that take. I think that, that it's uh, it's really important to hear that viewpoint, too. Um, we do get caught up sometimes in, in the challenges, but you think about it, uh, you know, the, the industry patient care is being transformed, and uh, it's, uh, it's a very cool thing for me to be able to watch, and I'm sure for you to have an active role in it is a yes, great, uh, great opportunity. Absolutely. I say to my team all the time, I say, look, we are 20 years from now, 20 years from now, we're going to look back at this and say we were part of a new revolution. And the revolution of electronic care is going to change. It's similar to 
Henry Ford. I, I imagine what he had with the vision with the Ford um, and seeing exactly how it's going to change. I believe and I'm confident that we're looking at something that uh, the future, when we watch these sci-fi films, this is literally this, the beginning phases of those sci-fi films. You know, you talk about the tricorder in Star Trek. They're building that. We're actually going to use uh, a contactless uh, sonar, a military-grade sonar system that's going to be able to view uh, your patient's vitals without any contact. We're here. We're doing it now. This is an exciting time, and everybody should be excited. Is it hard? Yes. Is it difficult? Yes. <laughs> is it achievable? Yes. Very well put. <laughs> Very well put. All right. Well, that um, I know I've, I've taken up a lot of your time, so I really appreciate it. We've uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you, and um, Same here. Same I, here. I definitely would like to catch up again down the road. But this has been great, and thank you so much for your time. No, well, thank you, and it's great. Um, I love to share the information, and I and I'm sure. Other facilities are sharing. They're experiencing so similar. Um, I talk to other CIOs all the time, and there are so many of these positive outcomes that if we start to highlight those outcomes, then people would start to say, you know what, this can happen. This makes sense. These things, without it being painful, but it does make sense. Right. Okay. Absolutely. All right, well, thank you for sharing your story, and uh, I hope to actually uh, maybe meet you in person at some point. <laughs> Same here. Thank you so much, Kate. All right, I appreciate All right, thank it. You. And you have a great time. Okay? You too. Okay, Bye-bye. take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.